Today's episode of One Shiny Podcast is brought to you by the ringer.com. <laughs> uh, where there is a ton going on today. There we are covering Game of Thrones. We will always do that. Cross our hearts at the ringer.com. The year will be 2026. We will be covering Game of Thrones. They're actually does Game of are they doing the the prequel to Game of Thrones? They're doing is like that spin-offs, the I spin-offs believe. or yes. whatever you call it. Yes. I'm not I haven't been out in Los Angeles long enough to understand what all the different what's the difference. I saw in game this weekend and had Game of Thrones, so there's all the stuff's all in my head. I'm, mm. I was about to say as Guardians of the Galaxy is gonna be a spin-off, but mm. that's in this other universe. I don't know about that. So uh yeah. So, Game of Thrones. So when I say we will be talking about Game of Thrones in twenty twenty six, that's not a joke. We we actually probably will be talking yes. about Game of Thrones. Uh so if if Torment and Ghosts. Go go the great thing, I will say this, uh I will defend my colleagues here at the ringer. The great thing about us is that um we are obviously very heavy on the Game of Thrones content. Everyone here watches it, everyone talks about it. You're walking around the offices. Suddenly you'll just hear someone say like, I thought the dragons, and then I just start laughing because it's like that's all anyone talks about is mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but everyone doesn't love this. What's going on right now? I do. I do appreciate that because it'd be very easy to the people at the ringer to just be like, "This is the greatest shit ever," and continue to say that and just r- run through the finish line saying, "This is the greatest shit ever." And uh, there's a lot of people here that that don't like it, and and I like that. I refuse <laughs> to talk about it around the office. It's too much pressure. You know, you got to know all these names. You got to know the backstories of every single person in the entire series. Uh, you got to know why they're mm-hmm. doing what they're doing. And I think that's why people are upset here because they know too much. As someone who knows as that's little me, as possible. Let me, yeah, let me uh, let me teach the you dragon a trick. burning down King's Landing. I mean, I've been waiting for that for what six what? seasons. What? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll go for the hill turn. Um. I, here's a little trick I've learned. Burn it down. You just say, when you're having these conversations, you just say, I, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And just nod your head. And you're like, what you just said is the smartest analysis wow, I've good heard point. on the show. <laughs> Everything you just said sounds sounds very good to me, and I agree with all of it. And then you don't have to actually have an opinion. Um, I might try that on this pod today. Uh, we are talking about the big news in college basketball. Mm. John Rothstein is engaged, and he is coming on this podcast. <laughs> We got a scoop, Tate. That was our first scoop. That was the first John scoop Rothstein we ever got. Is going to find eternal love we, and happiness. So, uh, we, you know what? We'll talk. To, we'll talk about the story uh, to him when he comes in. He's he's bringing his fiance in. Uh, I, I looked at Tate. He texted me. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to be in L.A. I just got engaged. Um, do you want us to come on the podcast?" And I looked at Tate and I was like. Yes, right. And he was like, absolutely. So we are sure. we're we're having Rossi on. We're going to talk to to him and his um. What's the what's the term? The betrothed. We're gonna we're gonna crack the code here. Who could possibly love this man? Somehow, uh, John Rossi, who never listened to this podcast beforehand, has he yeah. thinks that we are Oprah. He's our third co-host. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he thinks that he's gonna come here and just like talk about his life and just like yeah, how to okay. advance it with us. So uh, we're here to commiserate. We're here to listen, and we're here to you know learn yeah. a lot. Listen, Rossi, if, if I can get if I can get in this wedding party, um, all of this will be worth it. If I can be the best man in John Rothstein's wedding, all of this will be worth it. So we're going to have him on for a little bit. But uh, I, I was making a little joke there earlier, Tate. I don't know if you caught it when I said the big news in college basketball. There actually was monumental news. John Beeline is going to the NBA. Be leaving. Yes, John Be leaving. Mm-hmm. And John is heading to Cleveland. And uh, it is right now, I think everyone is saying this is a requiem on college basketball. Mm-hmm. That if John Beeline, the cleanest John man Beeline. at such a big program, can't even put up with what we learned, you know, mm-hmm. last week in the trials. That's, that's apparently why he left. John B. Lyman was like, I can't put up with the, all the corruption, all these guys leaving early to go to the NBA. So you know what? I'm going to leave early. I'm going to mm-hmm. go to the NBA. So worked out. We are, we are going to spend the, the first half of the podcast talking about Beeline, uh, all our thoughts on on w- what shook out there, the, the Woj bomb that kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, Beeline had flirted with the Pistons last year, so it's not... And the Magic. The fact that he went to the NBA, I don't think is super shocking. It's more the timing and that there was like no sniff whatsoever of this coming. Um, we'll, we'll talk about all our thoughts with that, and then we'll, we're going to have Rostin on, and then we'll talk a little combine, a little uh, lottery and some other shit before we get out of here. But first... Woody Durham. He takes the timeout! Technical They're foul! Timeout. Technical foul! Technical foul! All right, Tate, as we said, John Beeline is no longer a Michigan man. Or is he a, is, how does Michigan man work? Are you a Michigan man for life? How does that work? I don't know. All we know Michigan? is that he's not Mr. March anymore. He is not. Rest in peace to the Mr. March label. Tom Izzo is lighting a cigar. He did it. He, he beat John Beeline three times, kicked his ass to the curb. Beeline then, uh, let's start here because 
this is this is interesting. You know, like I, I've I've said on this podcast many times that I don't really hate Michigan basketball. Um, people assume I do because I played at Ohio State. They assume mm-hmm. that there's the rivalry there. I've I've made it clear on here many times that when I was at Ohio State, Michigan was ass. Uh, Michigan was not a good basketball program when I was there. So like, and I didn't grow up in Ohio, so I never really hated Michigan growing up. I went to Ohio State. We beat their ass every year, every time we played them, basically. Um, so there was really no reason for me to hate them. I, I only started hating them when Michigan fans would start hating me. And I was like, whoa, dude, I like your team. I like a lot of the players. And they were like, yeah, well, you're a Buckeye, so fuck you. And I was like, okay, well, now I don't like you. Um, but, you know, we, we had Duncan on the podcast. Are talking about that homeless man <laughs> yeah, that was exactly, on the street? Exactly. That's <laughs> oh, what, yeah. You got to get over um, that, man. You get that, past whatever, that. Whatever, like, whatever rivalry I feel with Michigan basketball, mm-hmm. it was always just that. It was like, like I would write, I would say, like, man, I don't think Michigan basketball is going to win the Big Ten. The Michigan fans would be like, you're a Buckeye, you hate us. And I was like, I, what? No. Um, Michigan football, Michigan football can eat my ass. Like, screw those guys. They're, they're horrible. Um, but <laughs> the basketball team, I've always liked them, whatever. Um, that said, I, I will never turn down an opportunity to point out that John Beeline retires, or doesn't retire, leaves Michigan with as many Big Ten championships as I won. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, he, had, he had two regular season titles, two tournament titles. That's how many I won. In my two form. national title appearances, though. Uh, More than one. But, but no, hold on. Kyle's checking that. 2013 was vacated, so that game never <laughs> happened. The 2013 game okay. never happened. Yes, you're so, right. I uh, forgot. <laughs> um. But then there's the uh, so I'll, I'll say that I'll, I'll just get all this stuff out of the way or uh, at the top. Um, he loses to Michigan State three times. It's set up next year. Cassius Winston comes back. A lot of people are saying Michigan State should be the number one team in the country, and then he bails. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That has our attention. Uh, and not only does he bail, Tate, he bails to the lone professional basketball franchise in the state of Ohio to work for a man who is a Michigan State guy and Dan Gilbert. So I just wanted to to point that out in my question. Again, I'll go back to the original question. Is John Beeline still a Michigan man in light of all of that? I would say yes, and I will <laughs> say this, because this went above Michigan for John Beeline. He was there for 12 years. You know, He changed the culture of the program, despite what may have changed in other forms of culture. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. The culture yes, is being yes. called out. Jay Williams The duality out. of culture. Yes, no man, one knows what culture means. Story no from, one understands yeah. that Jay Williams has his own version of culture. <laughs> Wanting Jawan Howard to go to Michigan and change the culture. John Beeline obviously built a culture there, made them a perennial team that we saw. Uh, we followed this team, you know, Michigan when they had Duncan Robinson, friend of the program, right. and they made the run to the title game a couple years ago. We were with Michigan the whole way, and I kept saying to you as we were in the locker room, look at the way that John Beeline carries himself. He looks, you know, he's in full control. He's never, you know, the moment's never too big. This is a man that coached at Nazareth College at one mm-hmm. point. Obviously, was at Richmond, was at West Virginia. So he's been at all these different places, and as uh, Dan Gilbert, the man you pointed out, I mean, says he, he wins everywhere. So Dan Gilbert goes and he pulls the old, what we saw back in the WCC back in the day. Oh, we like a team and we respect what they're doing. Well, let's poach yep. and let's make a new powerhouse. So yep. so Dan Gilbert looks, he says, John Beeline, I'm going to poach you from Michigan, get you out of there so Michigan State can keep doing what they're doing. And then I'm going to use your talents over in my land, in Cleveland, and make it work. I will say, dude, this... this uh when I saw the news, I, I woke up. It was, uh, I mean, Woj broke this. It, I think it was like 8.43, if, if I remember right. It was, was 8.43 <laughs> Eastern. I don't know why. I, I, who cares? <laughs> it who was cares? 8.43. It was, it was before 9 a.m. Eastern on Monday. <laughs> uh, the, you know, we, we haven't even had a chance. We had not even had a chance to get our week started. And Woj is just blowing this shit up. Um, but my first thought, my 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 initial reaction was like, this is great for Ohio State, obviously. It's a Big Ten. The Michigan was going to be probably pretty good next year. Uh, I don't know how good. Um, they still had some things to sort out with who's coming back and all that stuff. Uh, but they were probably going to be pretty good. They have they have a good thing going. We can assume that Michigan was going to be pretty good. I was like, oh, this is great for Ohio State. And I thought about it for like five more seconds, and I was like, but this sucks for college basketball. This is really, really bad. And not just because – I don't think it's bad because of what you were saying of, of beeline – you know, there's this sentiment that maybe Beeline was just so fed up with all the FBI stuff and the cheating and the corruption and all that. And maybe that's true. Maybe maybe that's the story. Maybe it's also like the man is what, like he's 68? Six, how old is 66. he? 66. 66, that's right. He's 66 years old. He just had heart surgery. He's done everything there is to do in college basketball except win the national title, um, which is, if if that's your standard for like having a successful, complete career, you're never going to really, there, I mean, how many current coaches have won national titles? So waiting around for that is is kind of stupid. 
Um, he's done everything there is to do. Maybe just some small part of him is like, I've always dreamed of coaching the NBA. I'm 66 years old. If I don't do it now, when am I ever going to do it? Uh, so I don't, I don't really know what his motivations were. But um, it sucks for college basketball, Tate. It just, it always sucks when you have a guy who's an, he, he himself becomes like the institution, like beeline brand of basketball. He's the greatest coach in Michigan history. Mm-hmm. I feel comfortable saying that. Um, and, and he's no longer the coach of Michigan, which is one of the, I think Michigan is one of the best program, one of the best coaching jobs, one of the best uh, cultures, dare I say, <laughs> um, in college basketball. And to have like that just taken away from the entire sport does suck. And I will it's say, really, it, it really sucks. I don't think it's about Michigan. You asked if he was a Michigan man. I think if you look at the, if he's climbing the ladder in his career, if you're John Beeline, like you just said, he's 66. He goes from high school, he goes to junior college, he goes mm-hmm. to Division three, he goes to Division two, he goes to Division one. And then, so he's yeah. done every single level, and mm-hmm. now he can go to the NBA. Goes to the NBA. And he takes and a step down and goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he goes to the Cavs. So he's climbed every single ladder. Do you and then think he, he knows off. LeBron's not on the Cavs? Or do you think he found that out after he signed? <laughs> like, oh, shit. I haven't been paying attention. I think what? he just likes Kevin Love's game. He's like, I, I really want to work with Kevin Love. He gets we'll to work happens. with uh, Nick Stauskas. Oh, yes. He gets to coach Nick Stauskas again, who I just found out yesterday is on the Cavs. <laughs> That was exciting. I was like, oh, Nick Stauskas. Well, pretty much everyone in the league, like if you're Mo Wagner and you're on the Lakers yeah. and you want to get out of there, you're like, I'm down to get traded to Cleveland. I can play for Cleveland. And then is but, he going to do the is he going to do the Cal that every, everyone's been wanting Cal Perry <laughs> to, to take an NBA job and just Duncan Robinson, Mo <laughs> Wagner, they draft Swaggy Pool and they're back. There you go. Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> Mitch McGarry, what he's what is he up to? <laughs> Trey Burke. Mitch McGarry. I have a feeling Mitch McGarry is, is fishing somewhere. And I don't mean like. I don't mean uh, in the grand scheme of things, like he's he's probably fishing with his life. You I mean, mean cat literally. I mean, literally, right this second, as you and I are talking, I think Mitch McGarry is on a boat with a six pack, and he's he's got a bobber on the water right right this second. That's what I think Mitch McGarry is up to. Um, yeah, th- this this is a uh, this is this is not good for college basketball. This is a uh, um, I don't know. I, I I I'm trying to think of like I, I'll say this much. Uh, Michigan fans are obviously distraught. They're really, really upset. They should be. I don't. I don't think they're mad at Beeline because I think most most of them seem to get it. That uh, it, it, it's not exactly like I said. It's not exactly a huge shock. He he had flirted with the idea of it. Um, he is not old, but you know, there's there's, there's he's long in the tooth. We'll say. Um, and and this is always somebody he's been interested in. It's not it's not super shocking. Uh, but I will say that like. Some of the some of the fans around the Big Ten that are getting very excited about this and and love to see the demise of Michigan, um, I would pump the brakes on that a little bit. I am very very nervous about this tape because I think Michigan. I genuinely think Michigan is one of the the five to ten best jobs in college basketball. I've always been kind of uh, I've always had this mindset of it though. To be fair, is that like I think the best jobs are always like the football schools that have great basketball programs. I think like Michigan, Ohio State, Florida, Texas. Places like that are the best jobs because you get they'll they'll invest all the money in the world to to build a winner for you. You can recruit very easily at, at those schools, um, but you don't have the pressure of of having if you if you win twenty seven games instead of thirty. I guess that mod is the exception. You got fired because he yeah, but um, for the most part, if you if uh, the foot more, more people care about football than they do about basketball, so you can kind of fly under the radar a little bit. I think Michigan is, he buried the lead. It's well, LSU. Will Wade's doing LSU it right now. LSU is doing yes. it right now. Yes. Um, the big ticket. I think Michigan is is in a great position to to, to actually. It, it's very late in the calendar. That, that, that was the other thing is like Michigan people are like, oh my god, the coaching carousel stopped turning. Now we're now we're screwed. Now who are we gonna get? I mean, Ohio State hired Chris Holman in June, so it's not really, and and it's Michigan. That's that's the thing you got to do. If you're Michigan, you just got to puff your chest out and be like, we're Michigan. We can we can get any coach we want. Have that attitude about it, and that's kind of the attitude they are having about it. But they they should because Michigan. I think I think. It, it, I think they are going to get a good coach. I think they're. I think they're going to knock this out of the park. And I do. I do not anticipate this being a UCLA situation. I think there are going to be a lot of guys that would love to have this job. And I'm very, very nervous about that because uh, the idea of someone whoever steps in being better than Beeline is probably absurd. Just because, like I said, Beeline is the best coach in school history. But um, I, I, I do think they're going to get a very good coach. I do think they're going to get a very good coach, and I kind of want to run through who some of those candidates will mm, be. But I, odds out now too. Oh, I love the oh, odds. Really? I, I love when the odds are out. And I will say this: in a full circle world of Michigan basketball, going back to we go and shock the world, it came back today where we were shocked that John Beeline doesn't want to be a part of college basketball. So that was the full circle of the whole spectrum. I went from the Fab Five when we're gonna we're gonna get these kids, you know, in the old mm. school model of we're gonna make it work, and then they're gonna shock the world. To now, 
John Beeline is shocking all of us by saying, I'm done with the dirty laundry of college basketball and I want to go to the NBA. Well, when he took over, when he took over at Michigan, they were still dealing with mm-hmm. fallout from the Ed Martin stuff. And um and and you had that weird thing where the Michigan run to the 2013 title game. I think there was still was it Weber was the one guy or there there were a handful of those guys that were involved in the Ed Martin thing where they said basically you can't be officially affiliated with the mm-hmm. program whatsoever. And Michigan basketball is having this resurgence. And then Weber's got his little stuff going on where he's like can't come to the games, but he also doesn't want to come to the games because he's still like upset about how he was the scapegoat and all of this, which is like, Chris, of course you're the scapegoat. <laughs> you're the one picking up the bag. <laughs> he's like, we were all picking up the bag. Why am I the scapegoat? Um <laughs> they're like, now you're a snitch. What yeah. do you mean everyone's picking up the bag? So yeah. you had that weird and then and then in the in the storm of all of that. Louisville wins and they get their title vacated. <laughs> great Final Four, and that's why great, John B. is leaving yeah. college basketball. Yeah, that, that right point, there, I think he was no, like, it, I think I'm out. But it's kind of you brought up a good point that like he takes over. That was what Michigan basketball was. That's what people thought. I mean, when you thought of Michigan basketball, you thought of I mean, he, which is really sad because Glenn Rice is like over here going, "What about me, man? What, mm-hmm. what the hell? I, I won a national title. I'm the only national title winner here." Um, but when people thought Michigan basketball, they thought Fab Five. They thought everything Fab Five. They thought the winning with the Fab Five, the losing in the title games, and then the Ed Martin stuff and the fallout from all of that. And John Beeline turned that on his head. He he turned Michigan into That's what everyone says about him. Like I, As they were talking about him and recapping his career, he did it the right way. He's classy, uh, no, not a hint of cheating, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's that's a pretty cool legacy to live, to, to leave. Um, but yeah, it, it still sucks because you want guys like that to stick around in college basketball. Those what? are the guys we want. We don't want him to leave. We don't want Tim Miles to get fired from Nebraska. We don't want Thad Mata fired from Ohio State. We want these guys to stick around. This is a problem. Sean Miller and Will Wade still have jobs. Tim Miles was fired. John Beeline left. Thad Mata was fired. This is bad. And John Beeline was saying, I'm tired of all these other guys leaving too because every single time he has a team where he thinks he has a real chance to make a run, it's, you know, Mo Wagner's like, sorry, coach, I'm going to the NBA. Or yeah. Swaggy Pool's like, sorry, coach, I'm going to go to the NBA. I do and think I, there I think is he, some I, of that, yeah. I think he was getting a little frustrated with that too. It's like you're trying to build a team the quote-unquote right way. Someone came out with some quote. I can't. Remember, I think it was Pat Forty tweeted. It was like an unnamed coach says John Beeline's uh, of the bigger programs, the only coach that's not cheating at some level. And then for John Beeline to be finding all these guys, I'm going to go find Mo Wagner. I'm going to find mm-hmm. his little brother and try to convince him not to go pro in Germany and also come to Michigan to play for us. And you're working all the circuits and making things happen without doing it, quote unquote, in the Will Wade way. Right. And then these guys are still going to go and leave. You know, I mean, you're probably just tired of playing the game. So he's like, right. all right, I'm just going to make the jump. I think it was Paul B. And Cardi who's tweeted something like that. He said, like, that the beeline, especially the new draft rules. Because yes. as 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 I'm sure Rostin will point out to us, because he's only tweeted it 5,000 times <laughs> in the last month, um, guys can, now you can stay in the draft longer. You don't have to pull your name back out. So, like, mm-hmm. these coaches are going into every draft season. Have He has no idea who's coming back and who's not. And, um, I mean, that's not entirely. We know Swaggy Pool's gone. We know some of the guys are gone. But, um for the most part, this is this is going to become a headache for people like Beeline who live, who who I mean I mean for the coaches like Kay, he knows that he gets in these five stars, he knows they're gone after one year. It's kind of more clear, but Beeline is lives in that middle ground where his players are good enough to test the waters, but are they going to stay in? Are they going to come mm-hmm. back? No one really knows, uh, and I can see that being a big pain in his ass moving forward. And um, no, I mean I'm happy for the guy personally. Like obviously this is it's he he accomplished everything there is to accomplish in Michigan. Like I said, other than winning a national title. Um, and 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 he he built a great program in Michigan. Basketball Michigan is a basketball school in my mind. Their their football program fucking sucks. Uh, and so I, I think in that regard, he had every right to to step away when he wanted to. Um, and because because if you think about it this way, like if John Beeline announced that he was retiring, uh, I don't think I don't think there'd be even I don't think any Michigan fan would ever be upset with him. You know, if he came out and he's like, I had my heart thing. Um, I'm a little older. You know, I, I, this game, it's just becoming too much for me to to deal with the recruiting and the NBA stuff. So I think I'm just going to step down and go watch my son coach Niagara, and this is what I want to do with my life. I think every Michigan f- fan would just give him a standing ovation. So if you think about it that way, like him leaving Michigan isn't really the the, the, the confusing part. It's that he's going somewhere else. But um, I don't know. It's 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 I don't know. I mean, I don't, co- think, I don't think it's really that big of a deal, and I, and I don't think Michigan fans are mad at him, and I'm glad they're not. And I think it's more flattering than anything if you're a Michigan fan to think that Kobe Altman, the GM there, is looking around, and he could hire a bunch of guys and go out and talk to a bunch of guys, and we've heard all the names that have come up. Obviously, the Lakers have interviewed everyone in the NBA that could be a potential coach at this point, and they say, no, we're, our guy is John Beeline. We've targeted him. Kobe Altman's number two in command, played for Beeline at West Virginia, so they're like, yeah. this is our guy. He knows how to—he's a culture driver. 
That's the, one, the quote, the, the, culture the culture driver. driver. The one weird thing about it to me, though, was the timing. And not I don't mean the timing in the college basketball calendar. I mean, the, the lottery is tonight. The, the Cavs could get the number one pick tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's why he did it. Because maybe if the Cavs get the number one pick, suddenly all these other coaches are interested in the job and beeline. But I, if I was beeline, I'd be like, I'll take the job. Just give me two days to think about it. Wink, mm-hmm. wink. When really it's like... Two days to, to, to think if the, the ball is going to bounce Cleveland's way. Um, are we worried about Beeline's success in the NBA? Yes. Because I definitely, a million percent am. Um, <laughs> I was thinking in preparation. Hey, he's coaching the Cleveland Cavaliers. Beyond yes, just coaching the worried. Cleveland Cavaliers, who's the most successful college coach? A guy who was... Uh, Larry Brown. Not a guy who coached in college and then went to the NBA. I'm talking like... You looked at the guy, you're like, that is a college basketball coach. And then he went to the NBA. Brad and Stevens. Coached, it's Brad Stevens or Billy Donovan. Those are the two. Because Larry Brown, was a, he coached in the ABA before mm-hmm. he— Let's go Cougars. Larry Brown, before he was a college—Larry Brown it was never a college coach or an NBA coach. He was just a coach. <laughs> he's always just been like, I'm Larry Brown. I'll coach wherever. You pay me, I coach you. Um, the, the, the only other guys are like—I mean, Larry Brown came to mind. P.J. Carlissimo came to mind. He was mm-hmm. at Seton Hall for 12 years, I think— uh, Coincidentally, loses to Michigan in the 89 title game. Um, close call. Kind of got screwed. Whatever. Um, loses to Michigan in 89. Uh, and then I think it was like in the mid-90s, he becomes an NBA coach. But he, was, he wasn't that good of an NBA coach. Like the most famous thing he did was get choked by Latrell Spreewell. Um, it's basically Billy Donovan and Brad Stevens. Fred Hoiberg gets fired. There's, there's not a track record for this. There's not, there's not a good uh, – you got Calipari. You got uh, uh, Patino, obviously. And Calipari is mm. a little underrated yeah. when you look back at those Nets teams. Just a little is bit. He? Yeah, just is a little he? Bit. He won like 35% <laughs> of his games. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, Patino, I saw Bill put something out about Patino when he said he was not gonna, never going to leave Kentucky. Then, you know, a couple weeks later, he's like, I'm never going to leave the Boston Celtics. Yeah. And then this uh, summer, he's like, I'm retired. <laughs> you know, you know, Dan, he's on Dan Patrick's show. You know, Dan, I am done. Dan, um, Dan I'm, I'm done. really giving it some thought. I am done. Um I don't think I'll ever coach again. Speaking of uh, people that need to get hired, uh, who is uh, Michigan right now? I saw every single report is basically like Billy Donovan is their number one. I got guy. you. Okay. I got you. Are you ready? So here's what I did. I was I was thinking it too. That we, we, let's steer the conversation towards who Michigan going to hire. And, and again, I think it's I think it's fun to uh, if if you're a fan of another Big Ten school to laugh at Michigan's demise that the beeline is pulling the rug out from underneath Michigan. And I just want to caution again, everybody. Um, there is a chance that they will hire a Brady Hoke and we'll all get a laugh at Michigan basketball and be excited that a threat in the Big Ten has been removed and our, all of our teams can now have a, a better chance of, of winning Big Ten titles. But I, I, I really am worried that you're going to hire, like, I, I genuinely think they might hire Billy Donovan. I think that might actually happen. But uh, here's, here's what I did. I was, I was worried about, like, who's in play, who are the actual candidates. I was trying to mm-hmm. suss it out. A lot of speculation being thrown out there. So I, I turn to the, the group of people that know the most, which are people with blue check marks on Twitter. Yes. Um, they are the smartest people on Twitter. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, those, of us, those of us with the blue check marks are the only people that matter. Um, so here's what I did. I put together a list of all of the candidates that have been thrown out by people with blue check marks. This is not your wild, this is not someone's uncle on the couch. These are mm-hmm. official journalists. With blue Unless check your marks. uncle has a blue check. So mark. there, there are a lot of a lot of candidates out there, but these are the only ones. This small list that I'm going to read to you are the only ones that are officially Becky candidates. Hammond. <laughs> uh, first of all, Luke Yaklich, the uh, the famous defensive coordinator of Michigan basketball. He's he's been thrown around as like is he's going to get an interim tag? Is he going to get the, the 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 job straight up? The Jeff uh, Budzelik, plus nine fifty of the Michigan Wolverines. He's, he's plus nine fifty on yeah. Bavada right now. Uh, Sadie Washington, who was the guy who took over for when Beeline had the heart surgery, he was coaching mm-hmm. uh, the Michigan tour in Spain. Uh, he's, he's also a Michigan also assistant. Also plus 950. Also plus 950. We have Juwan Howard, which uh, was thrown out there by many people, but most famously Jay Williams, who says that Juwan Howard needs to get hired by Michigan to bring back the culture to Michigan basketball. Which goes back to the duality of culture, because one guy is a culture driver. <laughs> and Jay Williams is talking about a, the Migos version of culture, which, you know, he wants to bring back the baggy pants. Even black though, socks Even black though shoes. Kendall Gill, we all know, invented that at Illinois, yeah. but we'll give it to the Fab Five. So basically, we're going to say that he wants to bring back the whole the whole swag of the Fab Five yeah. to Michigan. But it started an uproar because every single person underneath that was like, you don't understand culture. John Beeline's a culture driver. And then Jay Williams like, no, you don't understand culture. I'm talking about Jalen Rose wearing baggy shorts. And... 
it was the perfect example of well, the duality arguing, of culture. Yeah, they're ar- they're arguing past each other. <laughs> so all the white people on Twitter were so upset. <laughs> Plus five hundred for him. Ooh. Yeah, What's more closer. egregious, by the way, with the Fab Five? The, uh, thinking they invented baggy shorts or Jalen thinking he invented the name Jalen? Definitely Jalen <laughs> thinking he invented Jalen. Jalen Rose thinking he was the very first Jalen. I watched Jalen Jacoby. My still. mom invented the name Jalen. I was like, are we sure about that? People send in, people send in like mailbag, and he's like, thank you so much for respecting the name Jalen. I appreciate it. I'm, I mean, maybe, maybe it is true. I don't know, but it is great. <laughs> Uh, Kendall Gill invented the name Jalen. <laughs> uh, we have Laval Jordan, Butler head coach, um, who was a Michigan yes. assistant forever. Uh, That's a good one, Butler. actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Butler should have been doing. Like, he he kind of got the timing wrong with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think he's going to get the job. Uh, then there's Billy Donovan, as we've already brought up. This uh, there's this tweet from Kent Sterling. He's a, he's an Indianapolis guy. He tweeted this. He, he's got a blue check mark too, so we know this is good. Billy Donovan and his wife were spotted eating lunch Metzger's German restaurant with a realtor in Ann Arbor. This was yesterday at 5.22 p.m. I just, how many times has there ever been a vacancy and then also a report that someone is meeting with a realtor looking this, at this a checks, house? Dude, this checks all the boxes. This has the going wife. Going to a U-Haul store to get a moving truck. The move is the wife, though. Mm-hmm. Anytime you can throw in the wife, you're like, I spotted the wife at the local mall. Well, that's it's usually like, oh, the shit. that's usually the story that comes out when they don't come. It's the wife didn't want to move. Yeah. you know what I mean. Everyone's like, oh god. That's the joke I kept making <laughs> before. Uh, be- the low hanging fruit with me with Sean Miller was always uh, bef- before we had other low hanging fruit. Was the- there was the story when the Maryland job opened up and they hired Turgeon. Mm-hmm. Sean Miller was a candidate for that job, and the reason people thought Sean Miller was definitely going to leave Arizona to go to Maryland was because his wife was allergic to the desert. And that's this was the this was the thing that kept popping up, and every, I would always see this. It's like, well, you have to remember, folks. His wife is allergic to the desert. She wants out of Tucson badly. And then his wife would go on Twitter and be like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> I am not allergic to the desert. <laughs> I created this Twitter account just to say what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Anytime you get the wife's involved, uh, yeah. But that that tweet, I was dying because that checks all the boxes. Not it, it brings in the wife. It brings in the realtor, which is another move. Is like people think that if if you just search. Real estate. My, listings, my question is, how do you see someone code? and you say, "Oh, that's a realtor"? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like they're wearing a uniform. Maybe they were eating like outside at a patio, and you're driving by. <laughs> he has you a see book them on the of patio. Houses. He's like in this house. No, there's like a bench. There's a there's a bench with an ad of the realtor, and you, you point at the bench. You point at. The, wait, uh, oh my uh, god, uh, that's uh, Jesse Ventura. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what's going on. Uh, but no, that 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 has my attention. Billy Donovan and his wife eating lunch at Metzger's. In Ann Arbor with the realtor. It's, a, it's like a clue. It's a game of clue. Um, all right. Continuing. Again, this is just a short list of guys that the blue check marks are saying. We have Brad Stevens. We have Chris Beard. We have Mike White, Bob McKillop, Ed Cooley, Jay Wright, Mike Bray, Chris Collins, Bobby Hurley, Porter Moser, Thad Mata, Kevin Willard, Steve Peichel, Mark Schmidt, Johnny Dawkins, Mike Hopkins, Nate Oates, Shaka Smart, Tom Crean, Mark Few, Tony Bennett, Chris Mack, Steve Wojciechowski, Steve Prome, Rick Pitino. That's just the short. That's the short list. So uh, you're going to hear a lot of names being thrown around out there, but um, I think the coach is going to come from that very tiny list of 29 people. Tyler's number two in the Bovada. Is he really? Right Chris Beard. There's no way. I swear to God, he's number two plus 475. The, Chris Beard's Chris Beard's number one plus 275. Yeah. I think I think Patino could bring back a different kind of no, culture. No, <laughs> there's no way he goes to Michigan, though, right? That's the two guys that stood out to me is I'm uh, so I I I made the list obviously as a joke. It's it's hilarious. No one has any idea what's going to happen. But the two guys that stood out to me as I was like going through the list that I think are actually plausible are Mike White and Billy Donovan. I do think Billy Donovan is plausible. Billy Donovan gets thrown out for every job. Obviously, it's become a meme. Him and Brad Stevens. Anytime a college job opens up, you throw their name out there, but. It would for either one of those guys to come back to college. It would have to make a ton of sense, and and it, it would it would make have to make more sense than just you could win a national championship here. It'd have to be the cult. It would have to be the right culture. It'd have to be the right school. Um, just everything about it would have to make sense. And like I said, I think Michigan is one of the best college basketball program or one of the best coaching jobs in the country. Um, and I think it's like the kind of it's the kind of school that Billy Donovan would go to. It, it really does terrify me. That's what I'm scared of. I, I really do think Billy, if Billy Donovan took over Michigan, I would not be surprised one iota 
I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised one iota. I wouldn't be surprised. That's the kind of program that he would come back for. Exactly. And it's what you were talking about earlier, where it's a it's a football program in the sense that that's what people naturally are gonna care about. Mm -hmm. That's where money and revenue is coming in for the most part. So you go to this basketball program, he knows how to finagle and work in that system and and kind of go from there. He doesn't have to go back to the SEC or go to an ACC where he's kind of mm-hmm. competing against these big schools to go after these certain type of kids in those areas. You go to the Big Ten, go to Michigan, you can sell that program. It's not hard to sell. I think one thing for me with Billy Donovan, which I I, I found this interview when he won his second championship in 2007, he was talking about how he, he was obsessed with winning a title. That was mm-hmm. all he wanted to do was win this title, and that was going to give him some sort of validation in life. And his life was going to change, and everyone was going to remember him as Billy Donovan national champion and then when he won the next year billy donovan two-time national champion and he said that you know he had this weird period when he got done with that where he was waiting for everyone to address him in that way or for things to change and he realized once you get to the top of the mountain it it doesn't matter everything's the same you wake up the next day and and life moves on and and no one really cares you know it kind of (laughs) just i mean and it's a it's a real like no one gives a shit billy yeah it's a real check and i mean it was a nice like i was like oh i kind of understand why he was so because after 07, you could see he was Meanwhile, kind of burned Tyler out a Olander bit. of of UConn gets introduced as two time national champion. Tyler Olander <laughs> every time he's introduced, every single time. He's uh, like, wait, what? Wait, wait a second. Uh, and so Billy Donovan had this whole conversation. So he goes to the NBA. It was a nice new challenge for him and all that sort of stuff. But he's working with Russell Westbrook, Paul George. This whole, you know, the the criticism all on this team, having to deal with the you know next question, having to deal with you know. A, basically trying to placate to these superstars on his team and trying to make sure that they're okay. And we all know NBA coaches with certain teams, I mean, you can't even get a word in edgewise. Look at Brett Brown with the Sixers. He's just mm-hmm. standing there like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> right. I wish someone would listen to me again. They won't. Uh, so I think Billy Donovan, he's already seen what it's like to be at the top. So he doesn't have this some sort of insatiable desire to get back to do that because, you know, he he saw that there was nothing changed for him. But mm-hmm. I think he's probably worn out at this point by being in the NBA because I can see it on his face a little bit at times where I'm not really coaching. Right. And now we can go back to Michigan where all the pieces are in place. You understand what you're dealing with. You understand the expectations. You've had this great 12-year run with Beeline. And now you don't have this self-pressure in the back of your mind to, to have to chase this title and, and try to, you don't have to prove anything really. Like it's more of a, I can get out of Dodge here in OKC. You can I can relax a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's a great place Arbor. to relax too. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's one, one, of, one of the pro- best schools, schools in the country. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it, it, it works. It would out. make a lot of the sense. The one thing that doesn't, would, would not make sense is the idea of, I mean, the reason we, we are speculating that Beeline wants out with the whole draft stuff and the FBI stuff and all that kind of stuff. Um, why Billy Donovan would want to jump back into that. Um, I, I, I don't really have an answer for that, but uh, everything else makes a lot of sense. And I really, I really do think, and I, we should, we should mention this too. The one thing that Beeline by doing, by jumping from Michigan to the Cavs kind of out of nowhere, kind of not because he flirted with, but whatever. Um, but it was out of nowhere. I, there's not a single person that saw this coming that woke up on Monday and was like, I think John Beeline has a chance of, of leaving Michigan today. Um, what that did is it set the precedent Tate that, that, no coach, no no program, no fan base can really be that comfortable that their coach is going to stick around. I guess mm-hmm. not. No, I mean, Carolina's probably good. Syracuse is probably good. Duke's probably good. But uh, you know what I mean. That like Virginia fans, there's a, Tony Bennett would never leave. He could leave. There the idea that that uh, this and, and the reason it's relevant to this is that this idea that Billy Donovan would never ever go back to college because you know, there've been 30 other jobs that have opened up. Billy Donovan's been linked to them. He said, no, move on, get over it. He's never mm-hmm. coming back to college. It's never happening. It could happen. We don't know what these coaches are thinking. We don't know just because they said no four years ago, doesn't mean they're going to say no now just because they said no six months ago. doesn't mean they're going to say no to this other program. Now um, that that's how this stuff works. And, and that's like a, a, I don't know if it's a fun reminder. It's fun for like the speculation of the coaching carousel. It sucks for college basketball that Beeline left. But um, yeah, I think, I think like Brad Stevens will probably end up coaching college basketball mm-hmm. again. Brad Stevens will say no to 4,000 college basketball jobs between now and then. And then he'll say yes. And people will shit their pants and they'll be like, oh my God, it actually happened. And the same thing will probably happen with Billy Donovan. He's going to come back to college at some point. And Michigan makes a lot of sense. I can't really think of a much better job for for Billy Donovan to come back to the Michigan. That's what scares me. And timing-wise, it makes a lot of sense. And I will say, you mentioned the other guy, Mike White. If I were Mike White and I wanted the Duke job and I yeah. wanted to work for my dad at Duke, Kevin White, 
this would be the job. Kevin White's telling Mike White, you should try to get this Michigan job. Mm-hmm. So you go to a, a school of higher, yeah, yeah, yeah school like of higher learning. People that are but self-important. Yeah, yeah, you, you get in that system, you get in that world, and then you're more, <laughs> you know, you, you can market yourself more to Duke and yeah. to Coach K for the next run. So if I'm Mike White, I'm going for the Michigan job. I don't know. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. That's what makes it so uh so fun, I guess, the 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 speculation as to who's going to take over, but like I said, it's not um it's not really that fun that John Beeline's gone. I mean, it it as a Big 10 guy just thinking that the Big 10 no longer has cuz it was all set up like when I was in school, you had Bo Ryan at Wisconsin, you had Thad Mata at Ohio State, you had John Beeline at Michigan, you had Tom Izzo at Michigan State. Matt Painter wasn't really Matt Painter was like we couldn't really figure out if Matt Painter was good yet at the time. Mm-hmm. Matt Painter's kind of elevated himself a little bit. Um but you had those four guys at the the four schools I said and you just thought that like that was going to be the four for the next 15 years. Like these guys are going to be around forever. They're just going to be duking it out trying to win everything. And Tom is a son of a bitch. He outlasted them all. He outlasted them all. Mr. March. He's Mr. Done it March again. himself. He did it again. He's done it again. Uh yes. I uh I can't believe it. I will say I have to ask you, now that John Beeline has left, who is the cleanest who is now going to be known as the cleanest coach as far as the big power program? Chris Holman. Yeah, exactly. It's That's Chris, what I'm saying. It's 100% Chris Holman. They go Holman. coach. As 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 we're landing, like <laughs> I don't know if you've been paying attention. <laughs> oh, every I, I swear every time I check the news, Ohio State's landing another recruit. We're like Memphis out there right now. We're just landing everybody. All well, these transfers. Speaking are of Memphis, I'm, I'm uh, Boogie this. Ellis, who decommitted from Duke. We'll goes, talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll, let's talk about that. We're going we're to take a break. We're going to have Rothstein. And his fiance on. Uh, we'll we'll in introduce studio. The, in studio. We're gonna introduce the whole segment. It'll make hopefully it'll make more sense uh, here in a second. Um, but we're gonna take a break. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> we're gonna take a break. We're gonna get to that, and then we'll wrap it up with some uh, Boogie Ellis and whatever else we have to talk about. Before we talk to John Rothstein and his lovely fiance, I want to talk about Hulu. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the only player to ever get a signature slipper deal. Tate, were you aware of this? Hulu is paying Giannis a lot of money to wear fluffy green. Hulu has live sports slippers. They also got Joel Embiid to change his nickname from the process to Joel. Hulu has live sports Embiid. And Damian Lillard got a tattoo that says Hulu has live sports. It is the most blatant form of advertising I have ever seen. And uh, it almost worked out very, very perfectly for Hulu that if the Sixers would have won, their three spokesmen would have been on the t- the best players on the four teams left in the NBA final. Damn it, Kawhi. <laughs> Damn you, Kawhi Leonard. Clearly, Hulu really wants you to know that they have live sports and that you can watch live sports and news, your favorite teams, and the biggest games on 60-plus top channels for just $45 a month. That's right. Follow your teams all season. No cable is required. A live TV plan is required. However, restrictions apply. Learn more at Hulu.com. And now, John Rustin. All right, so here's the premise. Um, I am getting ready to go jogging on, uh, what is this, Sunday? Saturday. Saturday, was it? Um, Thursday night. It was Thursday. I lose track of my days. Yeah. Thursday night. Um, it went from daytime yeah, jogging to a nighttime text. <laughs> I get a text from 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 John Rothstein, who, uh, if, if, if you're just listening to the podcast, we had John on at the Final Four. We interviewed him. We wanted to, we wanted to understand the man behind the Twitter account. I had never met you, John. Um, I'd followed you for a while. We had talked on the phone a few times, but I'd never actually met you. I'd never seen you in the flesh. Um, and we, we had you on the podcast. And one of the things I said on the podcast was, I want a scoop. I need a scoop, John. Yep. I, I want to be in the scoops game so badly. Uh, can you please give us a scoop? And you text me on Thursday out of nowhere. I have a scoop if you want it. And I got <laughs> excited because I was thinking like, what could this possibly be? There's no way it's going to be like, you know, John Beeline to the Cavs. No. That definitely no, would not happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he had that, he would not give that to me. So I was thinking, it's got to be some like kid, some some small school kid transferred to like some division. Juco six school. prospect has yes, committed yes, to. Yes, I was like, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> and you say I am engaged, and I got to say <laughs> I, I was not <laughs> expecting that whatsoever. You should have said with talks with who? With ta- yeah, <laughs> with talks, who's, who's engaged in talks? <laughs> so uh, I want to start here. We, we are we are with John uh, and his, his lovely fiance Alana. Um, they are joining us in studio to talk about this because this was our first massive scoop that we ever got as a podcast. <laughs> this is the first scoop. This this you, you blew up the internet. We tweeted it from the One Shiny Podcast account. <laughs> Basically, everyone had different versions of all the catchphrases in the replies. Yes, it was um, pretty awesome. Yeah, did you see this? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I guess I want to start there, Alana. First of all, um, 
are you aware of what your fiance does for a living and how and it, the perception of him on the internet and all of that? I I don't think I have any other choice but to be aware okay. of it. <laughs> yeah, you are aware of it. Okay, I am so aware. Um, I am aware. what are your thoughts on all the catchphrases? Are these are, are which one's your favorite one? <laughs> I feel like there has to be. I mean, you can only say this is March. That's like the this is March. Yeah. But I get yelled at in the apartment in our home, like if I'm saying it for too yelling. Much. This is March. Well, I like just sometimes, like you know, you'll just be in the midst of it. If like you know, you're like you're telling hey. me you're sitting in your apartment and you're you're just yelling. This is March. No, it's like he's like in the shower washing his face. Like, this is March. <laughs> Most people are sitting in the shower. You're chanting. This is March. It's like seven in the morning. I'm like, no, I I know it is March. Like, John, what happened? Here, here's the question though. The 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 one question that everyone had for me to ask you when, when people found out we were going to have you on is um, what happened to sleeping in May? You said we sleep in May and then you get engaged in May. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a it was a phrase obviously that I adopted during the tournament because you have all these late nights where there's games and obviously mm-hmm. like you know you're working in the media there's late shows and mm-hmm. you couldn't say we sleep in April because the national championship game you know was going right. to be played on April eighth so I was like I don't want I don't need to have more Twitter trolls coming mm-hmm. at me so just like we sleep in May but May is definitely. A much, but we don't lighter. sleep in May. We get engaged in May. Is that, <laughs> we get engaged in May, but it's a much lighter month now. Obviously, there's the Michigan story to track. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that's changed, guys, is this: because now the NBA draft rules have changed, mm-hmm. and you know, kids can sign with an agent and then fire the agent, and so on and so forth. I think the magnitude of those decisions is minimalized, especially too, because yeah. kids are also controlling their own messages now. Right. So I think May, I've started saying May and August are the two quietest months probably in the college basketball Have you tweeted order. about how uh, players can come back now later in May? Have you, have you? I've tried to be consistent <laughs> with that. You should tweet a PSA for people. Yeah, so it's they, a public so service announcement so because, because everybody jumps to these conclusions. It's a public service announcement every day. It has to be out there. Um. So uh, l- let's walk through <laughs> this relationship because as I said, uh, you're, you're, John has a, perception on the internet and i i you know i i mean this respectfully like we we've gotten to know each other a little bit so you you know i'm coming from a good place here but like there are certain people that don't know you they think you're a certain type of person and i think a lot of people that meet you are like surprised to find out how normal you are for lack Mm -hmm. of a better word Mm -hmm. um were you aware of john before you met john like did you have preconceived notions (laughs) and uh so like what 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 version of john I guess, like, I'm trying to think. Through, so, if you didn't know him, the the internet version of him when you met him first, then when you discovered the internet version, what was that like? When you realized, like, <laughs> I thought you were normal. Now I'm getting on, and I see, stay hungry, stay humble. <laughs> was it the single every day? single the morning? Shower, this, the is chain, this is March. <laughs> like, what the know? hell? I did not know who John Rothstein was before. <laughs> before, but I will say that after like our second date, first date, maybe I yeah. was um, visiting with friends and went out to dinner. In Boston, right? In Boston with a couple of my friends and one of my friend's husbands. And we were it was like three girls and him. And we're having girl talk. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I met this guy. He's like, so cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my one friend was like, what's his name? I said, John Rothstein. And from across the table. He said, you got to be shit. <laughs> from across the table, my my friend's husband was like, what? <laughs> Turns to his wife. He's like, you didn't tell me Alana is dating John Rothstein. The. The. And she's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? And had no, I had no idea oh, what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and whenever we visit with that couple right now, it's like and mentally I got to prepare because, you know, Alana's an SC grad. That's why we come mm, out yeah. her every year. Okay. So like I have to mentally prepare. It's like when you're visiting with that crew, you're going to get your Pac-12 questions. Yeah. So <laughs> are you uh, are you pulling punches with SC now? Now that you're a. Uh, we you know, uh, a lot of didn't come, but we went to UCLA workouts last night. I mean, on May thirteenth, why not? So, if, and, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, if uh, if someone if someone gives you a tip that Andy Enfield is is dropping bags out there, and um, I don't think this is exactly a far fetched <laughs> hypothetical I'm fleshing out here. Um, are you pulling punches because you're saying I don't want to? No, because I don't wanna... Al- no, because Alana and she will admit this too. Alana's real passion is USC football. This is a okay. football girl. This is okay. a USA football. USC. Well, thankfully football. they don't cheat, so you don't have yeah. to. Worry about that. Thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to yeah. worry about that. Uh, so, you guys got engaged on Thursday? Wednesday night, Wednesday we got night. engaged, and we flew to the Dick Vitale Gala. <laughs> right. Thursday, I go yeah, there yeah. every year. You know, great event, great cause, all that stuff. Love to be invited someday. Yeah. Sounds fun. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so I, I wanted to do it before the trip. Okay. Because... 
You know, you just, wanted to brag to Dickie V. No, yeah. I didn't want to brag to Dickie V. It's just you <laughs> we know, saw the picture. Dickie V. T- we yeah. were a little upset. Oh, we, felt baby. Like, <laughs> we felt like Dickie V's ethics and journalism could have used some work. He could have he could have cited us. He said, "I'm here oh. with you guys." He didn't say as first reported by One Shining Podcast. Felt a little upset about that, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I just I had you know you have some anxiety about like traveling with the ring, mm. you know, and like what are you going to mm. do? Where are you going to put it? What if you go to the bathroom on the plane? What if you fall asleep on a plane? So I like made the executive decision to propose before we started the trip, which mm. was a lot better. And I think the trip has been a lot smoother. And I'm happy we did it in New York where we live. So then you yeah. made her keep up with the ring the that's whole trip. Yeah. 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 You, you don't, passed you, all the responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. That's a genius. You don't want to carry it, but now I have to. Is there, <laughs> was there a story behind the proposal other than that? Was there, was the, was it a, um, I if, want, if the, answer, the answer can be no. You know, I don't want to no, no, pry no. too much, but, you know, I didn't know if you wanted to. As I told you guys when we did this in Indianapolis, you know, when we were first started dating and she's like, well, what's it going to be like to date you with our schedule? Because we met October 1st and it was obviously, you know, the start of college basketball season. I was like, well, look, you know, I'm pretty much going to be working seven days a week. If I'm looking at my phone, I'm not ignoring you, but I'm just working. And if mm-hmm. we're going to go out, we have to go to a place with a TV so I can watch games. And she was like. <laughs> All right, I can deal with that. But when all this is over every year, once a year for a week, we got to go to L.A. and you got to spend right. time with my USC people because they mean the world to me. So I was kind of like in my head, like, you know, I want to do it on this trip. We're in the process of moving to a new place in New York. So we have a lot going on. And I was I, like, I bet, I bet we can get on One Shiny Podcast again if I, <laughs> if I do this. I bet we can get some uh, good pub. Yeah, we, we should definitely. So here, here's the question. Is it a uh, have you signed a letter of intent yet or is it just a verbal agreement <laughs> mm. right now? Uh, it is. I guess just verbal. It's just verbal. It's just verbal. Wow. I didn't. I didn't answer at first. He was like, "You have to answer the question." <laughs> she was because I think she was so surprised. She's like, "Well, what's going on here?" So on and so forth. I was like, "Well, you didn't answer yet." She's like, "Oh yeah, I'll marry you." Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you're an Adidas exec. You're a young five star prospect. Instead yeah. of a bag, you gave the ring, and right now everything's fine and it's dandy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, no one else comes in from Nike or anything <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and tries to Hopefully, pry you away. Yeah, you get you get steered a certain direction, or how else would this work? That someone comes back for another. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other analogies. Um, <laughs> Trying to keep it college basketball, but you know, it's, we're doing our best. So, are, are you prepared for? I mean, you, you, you've dated him already, so you kind of you know the you know the situation of what he becomes. I feel like I'm on the view right now. No, you know you know the situation of what he becomes um, during basketball season. But are, are, have you mentally prepared? Obviously, you have. You said you would marry him. You said you yeah. agreed to do this. I did. Um, but are you prepared for just you know the the madness, the, the yelling? This is March in the shower for the rest of your life. I mean, it's, it seems yeah. kind of charming now, but like, have you thought about like sixty four year old John Rostein just still <laughs> yelling, "This is March," and um, yeah, <laughs> I've not thought about that. But she's passed out. Yeah, she's like, oh shit. <laughs> no, he's he does like. Fortunately, I do like sports, so yes. we'll start there. I also work with colleges, so that helps too. Oh, I yes. can like right. drop that as I'm networking with my school. She and- was working; she had like a business appointment in Austin last year. She was at Texas, and there was uh-huh. like off-season workouts. And I like <laughs> texted like an administrative on on Shaka staff, and like he, she got him and like, he got her into the workouts. And she's like texting me, she's like, "All right, 43 playing well has made two straight oh, threes. Nice. So like nice. I had like somebody at like. At Texas practice when I couldn't be there. Oh, so you're just going to become part of the it's like operation. A spy. Yeah, yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, machine. Yeah. You're just going to become part of the machine. That's, that's yeah. That's how this is going to work. Yeah. Was it was it a very expected? I know you talked about you know during the season October first. So you know when he has the windows of free time to you know propose to you. So did you expect it? Did you know that as soon as May hit that you were on the clock? Like John, John is ready to go. He has some free time. He may sleep a little bit, but he's going to come with the proposal at some point. You know, it wasn't out of the question. May or August. May, yeah. yeah, or between <laughs> May to August. Um, we're very, like, no bullshit kind of people. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, we've always talked about the plan, the future, and everything like that. Um, I will say that the move to the new Do we apartment, have breaking news? Sorry. Possibly. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. We, did the, we did this on the first podcast with him. We said, if your phone blows up, Take it because we want to break some news on the podcast. And yeah. um, no. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, I was just, we we weren't expecting to move. So I was thinking, oh, mm. you know, this is kind of a shift in the plan. And we'll see if that, I don't know, keeps up with the timeline. But so, no, I was, I was very surprised. I didn't think there was a lot of pressure. A lot of people were asking, like, his parents are here with us in California, too. So we yeah. surprised that it was funny. We got engaged Wednesday, you know, told our closest friends. And then obviously, Dickie V. Wait, they, told, they told us. Thursday. Yeah, yeah it told you told, Thursday. Uh, that, huh. that, that that blew it up. Uh, uh. So, that we, blew we, it up. so we didn't actually get the scoop. 
Dicky well, V got the scoop. <laughs> you told, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do we have something? We have something right here. We have something. Bring oh. it. Here we go. Old Dominion transfer justice Kithcart has committed to Nichols. Nice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Break scoop it. number two. As first reported on <laughs> one shining pot. This is unbelievable. Congratulations, this Nichols. Is, this is fantastic. So we're breaking um, it right now. We're, we're Alana, breaking it right now. Alana, how, uh, we're, we're watching the tweet happen. Yes. We're, we're yeah. crafting the tweet in real time. We're wa- witnessing it in front of us. <laughs> Read it to the people before you hit send so we know. Source colon, Old Dominion transfer justice Kithgard has committed to Nichols. This kid, if you remember, initially started his career at Pitt. So, uh, Alana, do you... Do you this uh, is my life. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I was gonna say, do you... Uh, uh, do you feel like your college basketball? Like, obviously, you know more about college basketball than you did. Um, a lot more. Does it stick though, or is it just like you hear uh, this stuff? You're just like, what? This is all just madness. Like, just rattling that around in my head. Stuff, that like when you filled out your bracket it. this year, were you confident about it? I felt pretty good about it. Okay. It it blew up because I had Duke winning. But oh, mm. hate to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what a shame. <laughs> I Such mean, a shame. That a lot of people had them winning, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people at. Uh, at my company, they were like, this isn't fair. You can't fill this out. But like, the more you know. The more you know, the worse you do. Yeah. But she, uh, at, in Sarasota, at the Vital Gala, you would have been proud. She was mingling with all the coaches, spent a lot, met Chris Holtman and his wife. Oh, nice. Them, so a lot of Big Ten representation. Nice. Which I know is <laughs> important. Very, very, very important. Um, what else we got, Tate? I just want to say, uh, just first off, just giving us the scoop, we're very appreciative of the mm-hmm. whole situation. And now I feel like we have to just watch your love grow. We do. <laughs> it's just like over time, like, you know what I mean? I, need, I think I'm going to need like a five-year update. Like, where are we at? What have we learned? No kidding, yeah. Absolutely. It's like, like, we're Chris Harrison. <laughs> are we having sharing a bash? toothpaste yeah. now? Yeah. Like, where are we at? <laughs> Absolutely. Baby announcement is going to happen on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. So like, yeah. I want Zion to dunk like when he did the baby announcement, but for one trying to podcast <laughs> for you guys. That'd be great. We're going to have microphones in the delivery room. Yeah. Just like giving a play-by-play. We're just trying to get through the wedding list we, uh, right now. That's yeah. what we're trying Speaking to of the wedding list. We're yeah. trying. Uh, uh, hmm? uh, uh. He wants to be at the uh, wedding party, but mm? I told him that I think Dickie V Speaking of the wedding list, yeah, Dickie V, yeah, how much college basketball media is going to be at this? Are you putting your because I feel like if you allow if you allow John to run wild, I feel like your wedding's gonna have like ten thousand people. It's just gonna be coaches it's, and media. It's gonna be like the and, final four. Well, we gotta we gotta got 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 invite like you know the people I work with at CBS and that's mm-hmm. and but you know we're working through the list and it's it's pretty high it's right now. It's quite large. It's, it's and, I mean he's got a big circle, but I I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but I kind of do too. She's so. very well, <laughs> so, well, right. Tell them like how many weddings have you been in? I'm like 27 dresses. Oh, man. 14 weddings? A lot. Like, I mean, so social person. Last (laughs) year, how many weddings did we have last year? Last year, we had like... Four? It was four, four, but then you had like the three straight bachelorette parties yeah. in three yeah. weeks. Can I ask about that? So if you get invited to a wedding, right? If you go to however many weddings you went to last year, do you yeah. feel inclined to then invite them to your wedding? Mm-hmm. Is that like That's a yeah. kind the, of the what power move is to say no? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, a, you know, I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> say I have a lot of friends and then pull that move. Have, uh, how many? I'll say, fortunately, my best friend is a wedding planner and oh. our wedding planner now, so she'll. Here's my question. Though. How many people yeah. on the list you have right now have uh, asked you to come on their podcast to talk about your love, to talk about your love for each other? None. Just two. Listen, two. Two. Yeah. two. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know what? It might be better for us if you don't invite us and then we mm. crash it. That would be like a better story, right? Like, just don't invite us. Well, but we're like, going to be having... Accidentally let it leak where it's going to be at what time and then we will be better show up. We have, we, we have tuxedos. We do. We own tuxedos. Okay. There's so going to be other events too in New York around the actual wedding too. So it's going to be it's going to be like a long weekend. <laughs> she we're has planning. it all planned. It's going to be. <laughs> 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 I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. <laughs> it's like the preseason NIT. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's like, yep, kind of, kind of. Someone was uh, commenting if Dickie V could be our offic- officiant. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Can he officiate our that wedding? That would be that would be incredible. Well, keep us posted. Um, we 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 love that you guys came in to talk about this. Um, we yeah, we really we're gonna keep like supporting. Keep we know that. I mean, it's gonna be shared over Twitter. Obviously, we'll we'll follow on Twitter. But just come back to the podcast. And a lot of blessings. Maybe after for, the wedding. Yeah. 
<laughs> Bless your heart for for putting up with this man and 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 um you know the the and and all the abuse you know the the fact that you, we, we tweet your announcement that you're engaged and then the internet just runs wild and it's making <laughs> jokes about the whole thing and it's the one liner to, to be a sweetheart and and take it all in stride and understand what you're marrying into is, is pretty awesome is the yeah. sincerest there form of flattering Charles well, Caleb Cotton. Well, can, <laughs> 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 Thank you, Charles. What? Uh, <laughs> congratulations, guys. Thank we will uh, we will be definitely be keeping tabs on this, and uh, we can't wait to see you sign your official letter of intent. Actually, yeah. the ver- make the verbal make the summer verbal twenty twenty. Yeah, summer get some sleep. Get some sleep. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> we sleep in my spots. All right. Thank you to John Rothstein and his fiance Alana. I thought that went well, Tate. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I mean, I can't believe they were willing to come in to talk to us about their engagement. It was. It did. It really did feel like the view. It felt like uh, it felt like we were Oprah. It felt. Um, to put it in weird, Facebook but, terms, it felt like the red table and we were, you know, uh, Willow and, you know. I just wanted to, like, again. <laughs> you know, he doesn't know. I, he's like, oh, I've, I've <laughs> known you were talking about. Um, I just wanted to, the first, the whole reason we had Rostin on in the first place is just I wanted to meet the guy. Yes. And then the whole reason we had them on this time was just I wanted to meet his fiance. That was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're scratching your head, you're like, I wonder why they did that. It's just selfishly like. I, I just want to meet these people because um, I, I've been fascinated with Rostin. He actually is. All, he texts me all the time. We've become. We're gonna become like best friends. I really think <laughs> the weddings in summer 2020. I have plenty of time to get into this wedding party. Mm-hmm. I think if we continue on the trajectory we're on, he comes on the podcast 12 more times. Um, we meet his parents yeah, on the podcast. <laughs> yes. His parents come on. Oh man. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you to those guys for coming on. Uh, before we get out of here, what else do we need to talk about? Quickly, we need to talk about the lottery, right? The NBA lottery. Yeah, who's going to win tonight? <laughs> Who do you, how do you see it shaking out? What are your thoughts? I think I think this. I think uh, Cleveland's going in. They, they need to win. This is a big mm-hmm. win. They just got a brand new head coach. Uh, they've won the lottery a few times. They have experience, so that, to me... They've been there before. They've been there before. Yes. That matters a lot. Um, but the Knicks, it's a must win for the Knicks. And it can't lose. It's both. Mm-hmm. The Knicks have to have this. We've seen all these packages of Zion and New York City. Folks, can you even imagine? What if a good player played in New York City? How crazy would that be, right? What if we drafted a good player? What if? What if? What if I told you <laughs> the New York Knickerbockers made a good pick? Holy shit. What if, what if the media then had a guy who was easy to talk about and you put him together? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That would be wild. Uh, the Knicks have to have it because if if not, then what was all what was were all these packages for? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's interesting. But then, what if one of the other teams wins? Who who else is in the top three? The Suns. It's the what Suns, if the Suns win? Cavs, what if the Suns get the, the number Knicks. one pick again? Oh my God! I don't know what's going to happen tonight. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's also one of those things where I mean I can't believe this has become. I hope such the Lakers a, win. That would be the best case scenario. Is the no, Lakers. Hornets. Come on, oh. give it to Michael. The best case scenario is the Lakers win and um and they get Zion and then it becomes it, even more of a shit show next year. It's and like, they trade oh, now LeBron. we're good. And yeah. then they trade LeBron. And Did you becomes, see the yeah. headline this morning? I, I turned on first take this morning, which is uh, I, I, I like to watch all the shows to see what they're doing, what they're talking about. The number one story was, should the Lakers trade LeBron to the Sixers for Ben Simmons? Mm. And I'm like, that's like an algorithm that they put together. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't even, like, where it's, did that come from? It's the manatees with the balls. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's the family guy. I'm like, how did that even come to, like, all right, Ben Simmons, LeBron James, Sixers, Lakers, trade, yes, yes. Uh... So that's all happening. They're all talking that would about never, that. That would never happen with anyone at the ringer. Uh, <laughs> no one at the ringer would ever do such a thing where they come up with fake trades that are preposterous. Uh, we're, we're, abo- we're above that. Yeah. <laughs> the Knicks feel like they think that they are guaranteed to get Zion. Don't you feel like that? Oh, that's I, what I mean. The, the, the whole thing is like everything I've seen about the lottery has been about the Knicks. And they the, have a 14% Zion chance, but it feels like they have a 75% exactly. chance. Like, it feels like if they don't win, like something was... <laughs> it's a colossal upset. Like it's going to be reverse of the Ewing thing. Like <laughs> when they won it with Ewing, everyone said it's rigged that they got Ewing. Yeah. It's going to be the other way where if they don't win, the Knicks fans are going to be like, it's rigged. That's the only reason we didn't win. It's like, well, actually, you had an 86% chance of not winning. It's like, we don't care. It's fucking rigged. Parlay Kid was talking about this uh, yesterday on It Gets All Odds. He was talking about, you know, when, when they got Ewing in 85, he was like, nobody was saying it was rigged. Nobody was talking about it being rigged back then. We didn't have the internet. Nobody was making up conspiracies. But somehow, like, through, you know, the vortex somehow, of... Somehow, <laughs> a.k.a. Bill Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> somehow everyone Bill thinks Simmons that everyone was just like, this is rigged. Yeah. Patrick Ewing's going to the Knicks. And also, Patrick Ewing's going to be at this draft, which people are excited about. They're like, Ewing's going to be in the building. Yeah. Ewing is like the face of, like... Just Georgetown the, basketball? He is the crying Jordan emoji. You is know it? what I mean? Like, yeah. he is just the... But it's oh, Ewing. But of, of like, the like, Knicks? I, I can't believe mean. that... 
everyone is saying him being there in the building, like this is a lock, this is going to happen, it's all going to work I out. I can't for believe New York. the head basketball coach of a Division One program is they're, going to be representing an <laughs> NBA franchise at the lottery. They're going to get the fifth me, pick, whatever. They're going to draft DeAndre yeah. Hunter from Virginia and get the fifth pick, and then all the New and, Yorkers are like, gonna "Are you kidding me? Who is that? <laughs> Who is that?" <laughs> it's like he won the title. He <laughs> had a big three. Send it to overtime. I never uh, heard of him. Never heard of him. Um, the, uh, speaking of draft stuff, do you see Adam Silver came out and said that uh, <coughs> one and done is going away? Hey. This is breaking news. He said he he believes by the twenty twenty two draft that the one and done rule will be eliminated. Um, if this feels like a familiar story, it's because he also said earlier that by the twenty twenty one draft, the one and done rule would be eliminated, and he also said before that that the one-and-done rule is going to be gone pretty soon. And before that, he said it then as well. Um, but this time, I believe him. This time, I actually believe him that it's it's going to happen. <laughs> it's soon dot, dot, dot. You know, it's he's leaving it open-ended, which is smart by him. And if I'm Adam Silver and I wanted to be revered like David Cern as a rigger, then I will go ahead and rig this draft and get Zion to New York. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not afraid to be called a rigger. You know, I'm not, I'm not afraid... <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm sorry. Well, are you an, an, enunciate clearly, please? So, just a R I G G E R. You like that is who, that's who you want to be. You know what I mean? Just rig this draft and get signed to New York. Oh rig so it, Adam. But the problem is, Adam Silver is the anti David Stern. Exactly. Like that's David, what I mean. So he's do not. It. He's not going to do that. Yeah. He's, but I'm saying Adam Silver is going to call LeBron and say, LeBron, what should I do? I am pressuring him to do it. Adam Silver will do whatever LeBron tells him to do. That's what's going to end up happening. Oh, wow, hot take. Yeah. Trade me to sixes for Ben Simmons. In recruiting news, we have a couple of recruiting stories you got to talk about. Boogie Ellis is committed to Memphis. He, he was the guy who had signed, he signed a letter of intent. Mm-hmm. He, he officially signed with um Duke. With Duke. Mm-hmm. And then Trey Jones said he's coming back. And then Boogie Ellis is like, I don't want to come off the bench or not play point guard. Um, so I'm I'm leaving. And then he ended up in Memphis. Memphis, correct me if I'm wrong, Memphis has 13 people in their <laughs> class now, their freshman class. This is unbelievable. It feels like Memphis is every single... I mean, it's not a surprise, obviously. We we love it here at this program <laughs> that Penny Hardaway is landing everybody. And um, this, is, this is going to be great content next season. We're very excited about this. I just... Does Penny understand how the, the idea of scholarship limits is my question? No, because not it feels at all. like it feels like they're a little. He's bit like, over I got limit. a twelve man active roster. Right, yeah. I got three other right. guys here, and I'm going to have two two way guys. Stash these guys <laughs> in the G League. It's like Penny. <laughs> swear to God, if I have to explain the scholarship thing again, <laughs> that's really that's really the point they've reached at Memphis. It feels like that because I saw I was reading an article about it, and they said that Memphis is also like targeting other guys as what like. I don't get it. They, they have to be out of scholarships at this point, but it, I don't know. My we'll favorite see. is like freshman orientation at Memphis basketball, like Penny sneaking in the back door to like sit in the back, not realizing that he has to talk to the team in the front. They're like, Penny, you got to go address these guys at the front of the room. You can't just sit in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my favorite story of Penny Hardaway so far is that he likes to sneak in the back, sit in the back. And again, he's the head coach. Everyone's <laughs> like, hey, coach, who's running this meeting? He's like, I don't know, man. Don't know. Get this shit over with. <laughs> Try to go home. Um, and then the other the other story I wanted to point out was uh, Johnny Juzang. This kid, oh from, yes, he's from uh, Vietnam. From here, yeah. he's from uh, L.A. Yes, um, or he plays high school basketball. I don't know where he's from, but he's from uh, first D one scholarship Vietnam American Vietnamese player. Yeah, boom. He reclassified and is going to Kentucky. So, uh, just a classic, case classic of that. smart kid. Classic case of the, the the reclass kid. Love that. We we just love that. I just wanted to point that out. And Kentucky fan. Uh, he he had it down to like Virginia and Kentucky, I think, and he chose Kentucky. And um, yeah, I don't know how good he is, but um, it's something that happened, and he reclassed, and it had my attention. Anytime, any, if you reclass and go to Memphis, Kentucky, or Duke, you have my attention, and I'm going to bring it up on this podcast. So there you go. And I think that's a lot of the times why these guys reclass at this point in the season because they know that people in the media are going to go, "Oh, who is this kid? Yeah. What's he doing? Something to talk about. He's, yeah, exactly. Are you saying he's going to be a five star by the time he arrives on campus? <laughs> I'm saying how's he not already a five yeah, star? <laughs> He's like a two and a half star, and then like, oh, he reclassed to Kentucky. He must be a five star. This is given. Um, all right. The, the only other thing I want to talk about, Tate, is the combine starts on Wednesday. Do you care? I care about one thing and one thing only, and that's because I only care about vertical leaps, vertical jumps at the combine. I care about forty-eight inches. 
Ooh. Dennis Smith Jr. did this. At, pull at, that clip and we can pull, pull that clip so we could use it. At, 48 inches. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. did it at a Lakers workout, not at the combine. Zion Williamson got clocked in at Duke, and apparently he had ankle weights on when he did this, and it was 42 and a half when he did the leap. So, mm. I, so I want to see if Zion could go for the Jordan, go for 46, or he mm. can go for Will, go 48, or if he goes a little bit less and goes 44. Uh, I'm just interested to see what Zion does as the vertical leap, and I also want to see Kobe White at the combine. I want to see Zion's body fat. That's what I want to see. I've wanted to see it for a year. I wouldn't I let him take it, it if I was Zion. I, why is can't Zion have my going? BMI. Why is he doing anything? I don't understand it. Why well, I, I wouldn't do anything if I was Zion. And I'm not. Even, I'm not saying. I'm not making the he should sit out of the college basketball games argument. I'm making the he should sit out of the combine argument because. Well, I mean, we know he can jump high. What could get better? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, do we need to quantify how high he can jump or how strong he is? I, I guess think, we do. I, I think he wants to just be just better than to, everyone there. He wants to just own every record. Do they have like a? You remember like in junior high, maybe maybe it wasn't your junior high. Like in our junior high, they had like the in the gym, they'd have all the track and field records. And you're like always confused. Why is the track and field records mm. posted in the gymnasium? But it was, it was big, bold letters. Like the high jump record for seventh grade was right here. Uh, do you think they have that at the wherever the, the gym that they do the combine? They just have these big things. And, and Zion just wants it to say Z Williamson just all the way down and own that whole thing maybe that's it i don't think so but i mean maybe <laughs> maybe he's motivated by maybe, that maybe they have that maybe he's just looking up there and he's like i want to be on. ever that since board. i was a little kid yeah. i dreamed of owning all these records in this tiny ass gym on the west side of chicago mm. uh yeah i'll probably i'll probably turn it on watch a little bit of the combine um and 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 hate myself for doing it but uh well i'm sure we'll talk a little who's bit your favorite it. second round pick that's going to be at the combine carson edwards nice definitely carson edwards mm. Carson Edwards should not do any shooting drills. He should he should pretend like he has like a something wrong with him and just be like, "You saw me shoot already. I don't need to shoot anymore." And because as soon as he misses, you, like Carson Edwards is going to hit like ten threes in a row. Like you're going to be doing some shooting shit, and he's just going to hit ten threes. And as soon as he misses the eleventh, you're just going to see all these scouts like hit their pen and start scribbling <laughs> stuff. Like not perfect, not, not consistent, perfect. <laughs> not, cons- Can't make not as good as we thought. <laughs> hmm, gotta start thinking. More of a gamer than he is a workout guy. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we're we're also gonna have uh, after the combine, we're gonna have some uh, some draft guys on. We're like some uh, hopefully some players. We we do have some players we're gonna reach out to, but uh, we're gonna have we have some uh, analysts. That's the word, mm. journalists. Uh, we're gonna have some guys that that do this shit for a living. Uh, pretty much all of them to a man. We we asked them to come on before, and they were like, "I want to go to the combine first. So uh, after the combine happens, we're gonna start ramping up our draft talk, which is to say that we're gonna start having people that know more than us come on, and we're gonna let them talk, and then we're just gonna sit here. And that sounds yeah, great. And I will perfect. say, speaking of just sitting here, Nick Ward will be sitting at home, not at the combine. If there's anything I want, you talk about uh, getting the the body fat of Zion Williamson. Nick Ward, I was waiting for that, so I, I feel bad. Nick Ward, you want his not, body fat? Percentage? Yeah, I feel bad. He won't. We should there. do a we should do our own combine, us three. Um, oh Jesus! Yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be good content. <laughs> <laughs> I've always pitched at this company that they should do a skills challenge for everyone here. This is this quote unquote basketball company, and we should all film it <sighs> and see what happens. But uh, everyone said, feeling, uh, what'd you say? Uh, <laughs> no. I have a feeling that is not going to happen. Um, we'll be back next week. Enjoy the combine. If you can dribble Enjoy. between your legs, <laughs> you can write a 500-word article. <laughs> we'll be back next week. See you guys. Thank you to John Rothstein. Thank you to his fiance. Uh, Thank you, you to Love. Day.